All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. It's good to have you here today. Happy Monday to those of you that are live streaming with us. And uh, actually, to that notion, to that point, for those of you that are live streaming, don't be shy. Jump into the conversation and join us. Be part of the conversation. Ask questions, comment, um, engage with myself and our guests, who I'm going to introduce in just a second. Would love to have you really join in the discussion at hand. For those of you listening after the fact, of course, as always, make sure that you follow us at Boca Podcast on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else. You can keep up to date with the upcoming live stream schedule. We'll let you know when we're going to be doing that. And uh, we hope you come be part of the discussion, as I mentioned earlier. On that note, I do want to introduce a brand new guest today on the show with me is Sarah Price. Thank you, Sarah, for coming to do this. This is going to be fun. Thank you, Nathan. And we're, we're actually going to get into a discussion. I, you know, honestly, as much as this podcast is about developing a business that is sustainable, when I think sustainable, Sarah, I think about one that is going to not only certainly grow, I hope that I'm running my business or my business is in such a way that I'm going to continue to increase the bottom line. I'm going to bring in new clients, but I'm doing so in such a way that I don't burn out in the process. And so I'm totally. kind of thinking about both and in that case. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So the conversation we're going to get into today is about how to minimize overwhelm, especially during busy season as we get ready to hit spring and then go into the summer. Um, I know that as photography business owners, it can be highly overwhelming, all the different moving parts that we have to juggle. And we're going to talk about how to minimize that overwhelm. But I'd love for you to introduce yourself just briefly to our audience before we get started. Tell us a little bit about you and your brand. Ooh, absolutely. So thank you so much once again for having me, Nathan. I'm really, really excited to be here. And I love what you do, and so it's truly an honor. But okay, so a little bit about me. My name is Sarah. I run a family photography business called Sarah L. Price Photography. I'm here on the East Coast of Florida. So I have two little ones, two and four, and a really awesome partner who I'm sure I will kind of chat a little bit more about later. But, you know, I really love to add this too because it's something I'm super proud of. And we're also, I guess, in a little bit of a transition period right now. So I'm not sure how much longer it's going to be like this. But for now, I have been the main financial provider for my family for the last two years. So my partner is a stay-at-home dad, and it's been a really, really awesome journey, and I'm so excited to be here and just talk a little bit more about it. So tell me a little bit about that. So first of all, props to you, by the way, for developing a business yeah. that would enable you to be able to do that. And what has it been like to, I mean, I, 2023, I think we're at least hopefully mostly beyond the stereotypes of the 1950s or however we want to frame it. Um, I, sure. I remember even with my, with my ex, we actually ran a photography business together as well for a number of years. And oh, okay. we were doing that, we were running a business, but then we had two kids as well. And we were super intentional about, as we approached our relationship and certainly parenting, setting aside, and we, we both grew up in very conservative homes where kind of that, that, that stereotypical, the role-based relationship was very prominent. And we were trying to set, we intentionally tried to set that aside. So I love that you guys have taken a similar approach. I'm curious though, what that's been like, like what have the challenges been innate to that, that intention? Oh, that might be a whole other podcast. And I think that we will, will we will definitely get get into that, Pro okay. probably touch on a little bit of that, okay. because a lot of the overwhelm and the, the kind of feeling burnt out is mm. definitely comes from the pressure of, you know, doing it all, like all mm -hmm. the time. But I would say that, you know, my my partner and I, we knew very clearly what we wanted, and that was to be there with our kids, like 
you know, actually be there and like watch them grow up. And I couldn't fathom having him go off to a nine to five and leaving me in the throes of, you know, early motherhood. And I just knew I, I would do, I, I would be the, the mother I wanted to be if I had more help. And that looked like him staying home and me giving my photography business the biggest go I could at the time. Well, but the fact that you guys are willing to have those conversations, those honest conversations, which by the way, it can be difficult. I know that it's a loaded topic and we don't have to go all the way with that today. But the fact that you guys are willing to do that, you're intentional about that in the context of your relationship and being parents, I think is incredible. Um, Part of what enables that is the willingness to have open discussion. What I realized, um, and even when I was in that relationship with, with my previous partner, that a lot of couples tend to avoid tough conversation. Um, I think we kind of went the other extreme and she would say the same. I know we kind of went the other extreme and like went to all the depths and hit all the tough conversations, probably a little bit too much. Um, and that may have been one of the shortcomings. Like there's a, a, a nice healthy balance to be had in there, but the willingness to actually engage in conversation and get to know your partner on a deeper level, what they're interested in, what they want, what they're shooting for doing the same thing. And then coming to some level of compromise and working together toward that, having that type of intention sets a whole different precedent for the relationship and enables a lot more, including even a scenario like you're talking about as well. So I think that's really cool that you guys do that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you too. It's been, it has been one heck of a journey, that is for sure. Well, yeah, maybe we can. If, if um, you'll allow us, maybe we can come back and do another episode and actually dig into that a little bit more because I think, you know, it's, it's funny, a lot of times people are apprehensive, not because something is actually that challenging per se. It's just, we don't have, we lack context, right? So when yeah. we can hear from fellow photographers, for example, like yourself, who have mm-hmm. gone through that and can speak to the experience and how the, the steps that they took to implement such a relationship, um, I, I think is, is, would be really, really cool and enlightening for a lot of people and be worth yeah. a discussion. So maybe we can park that one and come back to yeah. it at some point. Yeah. Necessity is an incredible motivator. You just Mm got to make the decision. So I would love to talk. I would love to talk with you more about that. Okay, cool. I will set that aside because I know how easy I could get caught up in that. I think it's a really interesting discussion and really an important one. Uh, But let's keep going. So naturally today we're going to be talking about how to minimize overwhelm, which of course is tied to workflow and so forth. We'll get into those details in a little bit, but I've wanted to get back on the book of podcasts to to really starting opening up our conversations with a conversation about sustainability and efficiency and workflow. Because at the end of the day, that's my intention on this podcast, certainly to educate in the realm of business for photography business owners. But I want to make sure we couple that with a healthy dose of workflow and what it what will enable photographers to run both a healthy business and also maintain a certain level of health for themselves, emotional, yeah. mental, physical, or otherwise. And part of what enables that is efficient workflow. So I'm curious if you'd share kind of a big idea, tip or trick that you'd recommend to our listeners, something that you've implemented in your business that's enabled you to have that much more freedom and flexibility in your life. Yeah. Okay. So one tip, and I think this could be a triggering word for photographers, but I'm going to say it anyways, but delegate for sure. So I just cannot say it enough because honestly, I need to hear it too, but we just cannot wear all of the hats all of the time and expect our businesses to run efficiently, especially in the long term. So we can't be the stylist and the photographer and then also the editor and the social media manager and the marketer and the copywriter and then the constant communicator. We just cannot be all of these things all of the time 
and have an efficient business or stay sane. So I'm going to keep it short here because I think we will probably talk a bit more about that. But definitely my biggest tip is to start, you know, delegating. So outsourcing before you even think you're ready and before you even think you need it. So when I first started considering outsourcing, I, of course, was full of like all the reasons not to be like, I'm not at that you know point in my business. I don't make enough money. I don't even spend that much time on so-and-so. And if I just had better time management, well, then I could do it all easily. So I was just kind of telling myself, you know, try harder. And I think we often tell ourselves whatever we need to, to avoid change without, you know, even realizing it. And so I think, yeah, like looking back, gosh, I, I should have started way sooner. And that is definitely my biggest tip then to other photographers is to Mm. outsource, get help. So, and again, this is another topic I know we could easily park and spend a lot of time on, but I I am curious about one thing with regards to the comment you made about photographers tendency to avoid doing it too early. Like they, they feel like they're not big enough or experienced enough or they've not been in business long enough or they're not making enough money Mm -hmm. what would your response be to them in that case let's say a photographer six months in or a year in what would you say you know i don't i i've really tried to unpack this a bunch and i don't know if it's because us you know as photographers we're we're, you know, we come in, we're, we're more, you know, creative at heart. Maybe, you know, a lot of us don't have a lot of strong business sense when you were first start our businesses. And we're just so grateful to even be earning anything with our photography. And so yeah. um, I just think that there's never, there there's never going to be the right time. You know, mm-hmm. you're never going to feel, well, I think, I think we're just, I think that we become a little bit just afraid to take those those leaps because for for whatever like imposter syndrome whatever it is that we're we're experiencing and i think it does stem just from like the nature of the business because it is it is a creative it is a creative path and like we just think you know we're we're photographers we do the pictures we do the editing we we talk to our clients it's a very it can be a very like solopreneurship journey and it's really hard to even consider letting go of any bit of that yeah it, yeah yes you're right absolutely i mean i can think back to but the irony of this whole thing is i own an editing company and it is all about delegation and yet i'm still working through i think certain tendencies that i have to get in way of my ability to delegate more effectively i think you know a lot of times i've noticed that photographers so they're they apprehensive about giving up that control you're right because they're photographers they're artist types they have this thing that's this craft yeah. that they're trying to develop and it becomes very, very personal. And so then the, the fear is I'm going to give this thing up and I'm going to lose control of that. And I think at the root of that is in, in many cases, a lack of clarity at the base level about what it is that yeah. they actually want. Yeah. And so then the idea of delegating that, outsourcing that to somebody else becomes a lot more complicated because they're not even quite sure where they're at right yet. So certainly Absolutely. at a base level, they need to be generating enough revenue to be able to afford to, to delegate whatever it is. And then two, I think really, really helpful place to be is to be super clear about what it is that you want out of that particular thing that you're getting ready to delegate. We've had photographers come to us over the years that are like, um, yeah, okay, I'm ready to outsource. You know, they've, they've heard it enough. They've thought about it enough. They're they're ready to take that leap, but they've not really done Mm -hmm. any internal preparation for it. They just send us some images and cross their fingers and then they get the Mm -hmm. thing back and they're not really stoked with it. And then they start to communicate. What we realize is that they didn't even really give us 
very enough information up front in order for us to even mm -hmm. process the images for them effectively. But a lot of that has to do in many cases with photographers not being clear about what they want first. So enough revenue and then clarity about what it is that you're trying to achieve with whatever the task is that you're trying to delegate so that you can then effectively communicate what it is that you want. And I think that would give our listeners a good starting place. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, so I, I kind of just want to speak to what you said. And I think that, you know, we've probably, especially as business owners, business owners and photographers, we, you know, we've heard it time and time again. And I know I've heard it repeated in podcasts and books, but you really, the first bit of running your business efficiently is to reconnect with your why. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. It's like why, why you started your business in the first place. And um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but just, you know, <laughs> reconnecting with your why. And I think, you know, we'll probably talk more about that, but you know, the why is the why is, you know, your life blood and it's why you started your entrepreneurship journey in the first place. And it's really the deepest part of you. And so I, you know, my why is my family and wanting time with them, you know, like mm -hmm. real freedom of time. I mean, that's, 100%. that's my why. And, um, you know, that core principle is, you know, it has done just so it has, it has been, it's done the heavy lifting for me. You know, it's, it's helped me make decisions before I was even ready because, you know, I, I was taking a really honest look at just what's working and what's not working. And if you're listening, I really encourage you to do the same, just what is working and not working for you in your business using sort of that lens of your why. So like, where are you spending the most time in your business and is it supporting your why or is it at odds with your why? And putting everything else aside, if you have enough, you're making enough money or you feel ready, just really taking an honest look at, you know, where you're spending time in your business and if it is at odds with that deep, deep why of why you started, you know, does that, I, you kind of, Yeah. No, we're, we're absolutely tracking 100%. Interestingly okay, enough, my driving why is time with the important people in my life as well. And that certainly starts with my kids. Uh, and in fact, the reason yeah. I even started Photographer's Edit in the first place was centered around that very notion of I want more freedom and flexibility for the sake of my family. And yeah. so I 100% track with you in that. Real think, freedom, yeah. Yeah, well, but it's it's one thing to have freedom, right? And um, there's a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. Tim Ferriss wrote this years I'm ago. I'm reading that right now, Are oddly you? Okay. enough. Yeah, well, by the yeah. way, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the book. Um, but and, and the principles are applicable, you know, 10, 15 years ago when he wrote it, they're still applicable now. Technology yeah. changes, obviously, and, and you can adjust for that. But the thing that Tim has said since he put that book out, because a lot of people hear that title and they write it off. They're like, oh, four hours. There's no way that's possible for me. Or mm -hmm. if I have a four-hour work week, what am I going to do with my time? Um, right. And that in of itself is a loaded question with an interesting conversation. But at the end of the day, what he's talking about is how to work intentionally and intelligently and efficiently so that you then have the freedom and the flexibility to, to also spend your time on other things that you want to or that are important to you. It's not about sitting around and watching Netflix and not doing anything. It's about now I have additional time. I can give that to building my business, like doing something that actually mm -hmm. grows my business. Editing mm -hmm. doesn't do that. I can give that to my friends and my family, my partners, my kids. I have time and I can choose how to spend that time versus I am um, 
well, basically my responsibility in my life day to day is just my job. Like my job determines how I am spending my time. And that's just a, I don't know about you, but I'm a stubborn guy. And the last thing that I want in the world is for me to have my time and my life dictated to me. And, and so I, I tend to push back on that and I want to create that kind of freedom and that flexibility. But the, the intention that is driven by the why, I'm so glad that you highlight that because it truly does act as a filter. I can, I can look at my why every single time I'm trying to decide whether, I need, whether or not I need to spend time on something. I can say, does this run through effectively? Does this run through the filter of my overarching, my big, I call it my big picture view, my overarching. Yeah, big, I love that. I love yeah, that. My, my goals, my values. Does it fit this? If not, then this does not work here. And I need to figure out a way to get rid yeah. of that or delegate it or just mix it all together. Um, but I can use that why as the filter to make those decisions. And it's super relevant when it comes to the idea of editing. Photographers can easily make all the excuses in the world about why they aren't going to try outsourcing their editing. But at the end of the day, if their why is I want more time in my life because I realize that time with my with the important people, my kids, my partner, that's way the heck more important than sitting in front of a computer micromanaging this nuanced little adjustment for an image. Yeah. Way, way more important to spend time. So I'm naturally going to delegate because it enables me to accomplish that deeper why, that overarching set of goals. So I'm so glad yeah. that you highlight that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's honestly, it's the biggest thing that you need to come back to. I mean, regardless of whether you're a photographer or what it, whatever it is that you do, <clears throat> it is for sure that it's that driving principle. You have to get clear on your why, not why do you take pictures, but really the, you know, why are you, why are you doing this? And I, yeah. I, you know, I do think for a lot of us, it is, it's time. It's, it's the flexibility of time. And what you're talking about just with these, um, like kind of busy tasks that photographers do. I mean, you just got to take an honest look at all these things that you're doing during the day. Like, let's say five years from now, is that, is that how you see yourself operating your business? Is that really supporting your, your greater vision? Mm-hmm. And if and not, then make some decisions to, to make change. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely. that's what it comes down yeah. to. It, it may yeah. seem simplistic to some, but we have the ability to do that. We're lucky enough to live in a culture where mm -hmm. we have those choices and those opportunities and we can do that. And you know, I, as much as I've been talking about this for a very long time here on the podcast, and it's certainly a driving factor behind um, my company, Photographers Edit, we're getting ready to launch a new company as well. And it's given me an opportunity to really rethink how mm -hmm. we're even building our company internally. And one of the mm -hmm. things that, I, that I'm certainly going to be doing even more intentionally is enabling more freedom, more flexibility for our yes. team. Because yeah. the, the last thing, of course, that I want is to be talking about this and not living it out, not only for myself, but also for the sake of my company. And I want them yeah. to experience that kind of freedom, that flexibility. We have that opportunity. If we decide that it's important, we can create that life and that business for ourselves. And we can, we can delegate so many different things. And, and ultimately surround mm -hmm. ourselves with a wonderful team of people that enable us to focus on what we're really good at, what will bring the, bring the uh, biggest results that are, again, a reflection of what it is that we're trying to accomplish on a bigger picture view. So, so yeah, I, man, I, I'm so excited to hear you say this and I, I could easily just keep going, but I, I want to keep going in the conversation too, because we still have a lot to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so I, I want to move on. I told you earlier that I'm really trying to kind of couple both the focus on efficiency and workflow for the sake of more yeah. freedom and flexibility on the podcast, but then couple that mm -hmm. of course with business principles. And I think at yeah. the root level principles are what drive healthy and successful growth in our, in our photography business. What's a big principle that has made a big impact in your life as a photography business owner that's helped bring growth? 
You know, honestly, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to get, I don't want to get stuck on the why, but definitely when I was thinking about that question, it was that. And so I think we've talked about that. Um, you know, your why again is just, it's the lens and it's the filter through which you should be, you should be sifting everything through. And I think when we kind of get caught in the hamster wheel of like busy season or whatever it is, that's when we start losing sight of the why. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I just have to say that the biggest principle for sure, um, you know, the, the thing that really gets me I don't know, like, like I said, like does that like heavy lifting in my business and helps me to just work very efficiently is constantly checking in with the why and weighing all of those little tasks that I'm doing and seeing if they're at odds with that or if, you know, if it's really fueling it. Yeah. That's, you know, I know it's kind of, it's kind of a, maybe a really broad answer. There's no like specific principle, like, Oh, I get clients on the phone. I, I, um, you know, ways to like minimize communication or anything like that. It's just always circling back to that why. But I, I think it's, I think it's an important principle that's not discussed enough. And and as yeah. simplistic as it might seem, if we actually apply it consistently, it makes it really does make a big impact. It's not, and it will certainly bring growth because it will enable us to focus on the things that will actually bring growth. But yeah. then we can do that while not getting burnt out in the process. It's not yeah. you know, this kind of hustle culture that we've existed in the last two, three, four years or so. It's very po like popular to throw that word out there, but hustling for what? Like, do we actually know what we're busy doing? And yeah. does it actually align with our bigger picture goals? I think that's a really important question to, to, to ask. Um, yeah. Again, this is a loaded topic and maybe we can come back and explore this at another time. But I, I do want to continue on here because, of course, what we're talking about today is very much relevant to all of this. Minimizing overwhelm in the context of a photography business, certainly during a busy season. Before I do that, though, I do want to give a shout out. Sue is chiming in from uh, YouTube. She says hello from Sun Valley. Thanks, Sue, for joining Hi, us again. Sue. And uh, Larry says, wow, I finally made it to a live. I'm at work, but we'll be listening. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate that. Yay. And uh, we promise we won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the rest of you that are live streaming, don't be shy. Say hello. Introduce yourself and uh, certainly comment. Join in on the conversation. Share your thoughts about overwhelm, what that looks like for you in your photography business. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can make that part of the discussion today. But Sarah, let's let's actually get back to well, let's let's actually get back to really the kind of the focus here, which is that minimizing overwhelm. And before you made the shift in your business and made yeah. adjustments to your workflow and kind of restructured how you were thinking about the whole thing, what did life as a photographer look like before that? Paint the worst picture possible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh, okay, I'd love to. Yeah, let me let me paint a picture here. So, you know, hindsight is definitely twenty twenty here. And of course, now I can just see so clearly how I could have implemented all these really small changes that would have had just huge, you know, needle moving impacts on my business. But, you know, growing a business and being an entrepreneur is such a journey of self-discovery, right? So, which is a really, really beautiful thing. It can just be this fast track to to self-growth and then healing inevitably if you let it and what I mean by that is you know we can only we can only grow our businesses so much and to get to a place that we are energetically ready for uh, so here let me let me give an example in case that sounds really weird 
Okay. But one example would be pricing. So at some point I realized, okay, I need to charge more. Like I have to charge more. And that made me really uncomfortable. So in a way, like, you know, my business was a mirror. It was really a reflection of me and my relationship with money. And in case my money blocks, you know, which stemmed from my childhood and the way my family viewed money. So not to get too off topic, but workflow for me before was really disorganized um, because though I had a why, the why, what we were talking about, I hadn't faced a lot of parts of myself yet. So I was just getting started, which is totally okay. You don't have to have it all figured out. But I, you know, before I didn't have a lot of systems in place. My workflow was really messy. I had a vague outline of how I'd respond to clients and I would just go show up to a session with this hope and prayer that it, you know, would go all right. So editing wasn't a total nightmare. I'd come home, upload, edit, 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 um, send it over to them with more hopes and prayers. And then I'd get paid and I'd feel weird about that and rinse and repeat. And that was, that was my workflow before I, I started, you know, like a down, you know, I, I, in, in t- in, before I made some big, big, big shifts in my business. <laughs> well, and we'll, we'll actually get to that here in just a second. Kim is chiming in from YouTube as well. She said, I'm a big fan of Sarah. What a great conversation. And Kim, I really Hi, appreciate you saying hello and, and joining the conversation. Again, I want to encourage everybody who's live streaming, join in the conversation, ask questions, comment, and certainly feel free to introduce yourself. Was there, what was that turning point though for you, Sarah, where you were like, okay, something's got to change because this is just, it, it is overwhelming. It's too much. I'm getting burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. Turning point is great. And I also think of it as maybe even like a fork in the road. So as I was moving along and journeying down this path, which I think that all of us listening are definitely on, we're all on paths, like these special paths for sure. And it started at first with these really simple shifts. So one example would be my partner who he, you know, he is very naturally business minded and, and gifted. So he was bugging me to let him read my email responses to potential clients. And at the time I had a, like a loose gist of how I responded to people right. and it was pretty passive. Like, thank you for considering me dot, 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 that sort of thing. And long story short, he was like, oh gosh, no, like, no, 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 no. This is not how you should be responding to people. And he gave me a how-to, like an email template breakdown. And I was super peeved by that. I mean, I, I, of course, was really resistant to change. And I told him at the time, you know, my emails are working. They're working already. But I, you know, I ended up reluctantly following his advice one morning. He was really persistent. He seemed serious about it. And I figured it was low risk anyways, because it was a, it was, you know, it was a follow-up, I think, to someone who had ghosted me anyways. And so I hit send. And that person, uh, I mean, they emailed me back within five minutes, no joke. And she booked me. I mean, so it was these little steps that started to shift my mindset. You know, I was starting, I was starting to talk more like an expert. Hmm. And then strangely enough, I started to believe it. And then my booking rate went up. So it was definitely my, what I think of as like my fake it till you make it chapter. And then um, I started listening to podcasts regularly, like on my commutes to shoots and during editing and I don't know, I got, I got excited again about being able to grow something that again, like really supported my why, you know, with, with these better tools in my toolbox. And mm. I, you know, I was growing as a business owner and then I was growing as a person. And then I think 
one day the fork in the road came and it was just so clear that the photography business I'd built and the workflow before the business model itself was at total direct odds with my why. You know, I was getting the, the business I had hoped for, but I didn't have freedom at all. I was trapped. And if you've heard it, I think um, there's this meme, you know, that goes, I didn't want to work nine to five. So now I work 24 seven. And I felt that like I felt that yeah. in, in my bones and I started feeling really, really burnt out, like more regularly, not just during business season, but like burnout and, you know, burnout looks different for everyone. But, you know, it's just basically when you wish you were doing something else. And so it just wasn't sustainable anymore. You know, I faced myself a lot in my business and it just wasn't sustainable. I knew I knew it was possible to, to build something different and feel different and mm -hmm. something that was better suited for my why and something that really gave me my time back. And that, that was the turning point for sure. So with that, where your partner wrote that email for you, you realized mm -hmm. through that experience that there was opportunity to kind of shift your workflow a little bit to make it better, that there were tools available to you that would enable you to have more freedom and flexibility. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. And then also just, the, you know, also just a shift in language because I hadn't realized how passive I was showing up to my business. Hmm. And I think when you start to, you don't realize, I mean, you, you go into an email and you're, and it is very much that thank you for considering me. And you kind of let your, you kind of let your clients call the shots. You tell them, you know, they tell you when they want to go to the shoot, right. they tell you like, you know, what, you know, where, where you guys are going and what mm. time. And I think that it was the first time that I shifted and I took, I took some of, you know, I don't know if control is the right word, but I, I shifted my sort of position. Yeah. You know, that totally so, makes sense. Yeah. And it snowballed, you know, because your mm -hmm. words create your reality. And I really started believing it. I, mm -hmm. I started to believe that I was, you know, an expert that I, I could really take care of these people. But it, it, the word that comes to mind as you're describing that is intention. Like there's, cause I certainly for who knows how long as a photography business owner, having no training background in it, I just kind of did it right for a long mm -hmm. time. There certainly lacked intention in the way that I was running my business. And what you realize is you were capable of so much more. And so now you could be much more intentional in the way that you ran your business and you developed a certain mm -hmm. level of confidence behind that, that enabled you to begin to make change. And I, I think that mindset shift really is really, it's probably the most important thing at the end of the day. It like is. if we're going to actually make significant change in our business or our life for that matter, we need to, to realize certainly at the very base level that we're capable of doing that thing and then begin to be way more intentional about it. If we are just kind of passively reacting to whatever is coming our way, we may get by, but it's a vast difference between that existence and that business model and one that we've created intentionally per our, our kind of bigger picture view or our, our life goals, our values. So I, I think that's a really important principle to note when you begin to make that shift, then what would you say are the, the top, I, I know we're going to talk about kind of principles that drive efficiency in your business here in just a second, but what were some of the areas of your business that you began to make a shift to? I mean, you talked about email as one example. Were there some other areas as well? Um, so some areas that, okay. Well, let's hear. So I think, I think we only have ears for what we're really ready to hear. Mm. <laughs> and so, 
the, you know, the, the fork in the road that I was talking about came because I was ready, you know, for this next chapter of just truly making decisions with my why as a guide. And I had heard a number of times on different podcasts to take a look at your bit. I, I heard it. I heard it from you. You did a podcast on, um, on the Momentum podcast, Nathan, mm. back in 2019. And I had heard this before, too. It said, you know, to take take an inventory of where you're spending the most amount of time in your day. And, you know, for photographers, that is, it almost always is your communication. So your emails, which I had, you know, started to tweak and take care of, but, you know, your, you know, text messages, depending on your boundaries there, but editing, social media, marketing, actually going out and shooting, all those things. And so without a doubt for me, editing was the biggest time suck. I mean, for sure. There was a time where my partner said, I remember him saying, he said, Hey, why, why don't I just edit your photos for you? And oh, I, it felt so tone deaf. Like how out of touch could you be? It's like the whole thing. (laughs) It's the whole thing I did. Like all of it was editing. It's the whole product. It's the whole thing I do. It's what being a photographer is like, it's why people book me on and on and on. And I was super, super annoyed. And I just felt so misunderstood. Like you don't even know, you you know, you don't even get what it is that I do or what being a photographer is, but Hey, like fast forward again. And I really, I really think, you know, you only have ears for that, which you're ready to hear. And so I was, I was in a different place on my business path. I was at that like fork in the road or the turning point. And I thought, well, Hey, yeah. Like, I mean, if I could, if it could be really possible to have someone edit my photos the way that I do, then of course, I mean, of course that would be great, right? Like that's a no brainer. Of course that would be great. So I started doing research in groups and on Google and like down, you know, the rabbit hole trying to find somebody. And then I found your company. I found Photographers Edit. And shout out. I, you know, oh yeah. And <laughs> I, you know, I sent out my first gallery to test you guys out. And it was a gallery I had already, you know, I had already booked or booked, sorry, completed. So it was super, it was super low risk and I wasn't expecting much at all. Um, but when it came back, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is really good. Like what? Like what? Wow. I, I I remember we even called Joe, my partner, over and I said, like, look at this. And he looks and it's kind of, you know, what? And I said, This is from photographers at it. Look. And he kind of, you know, looked at me and he was like, Yep, should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> and See, I, I said another you. gallery. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, of course, just whatever, you're just on your journey. You just, you only have ears for what you're ready to hear. And it, you know, so I, so the, the turning, like, I would say the first actionable step I took to getting my sanity back, well, um, literally, like getting my sanity back was outsourcing editing with photographers edit, something that I swore I would never, ever, 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 ever do. So... Yeah, by the way, and that, I have to jump in, it. Sarah, here and say for everybody listening, this was not a planned conversation. By the way, I did not ask Sarah to set us up to promote photography no. today. This is super generous. Of I you begged to him. Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I swear, I swear. But no, I appreciate <laughs> you you sharing your experience with that, though. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when we think about editing, it really is probably like you said, outside of managing communication, is is definitely the the biggest time suck of our business, and mm-hmm. and it's so nerve wracking to consider giving it up. But the flip side of approaching that intelligently and intentionally is so much more freedom and flexibility for the sake of our business, mm. for the sake of our personal lives. It really does make a, a massive difference. Um, when, when it comes to- You don't to, know until you experience it. Yeah. 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 It's, <sighs> I still remember when we were shooting 30 to 40 weddings a year, 
having to manage the editing of that behind the scenes, and I'm a little, I guess, OCD, or at least was at the time anyway, in the way that I was approaching that editing process. And it was maddening because I wanted to make sure that I was delivering. It wasn't even about style so much. It was just, I want to make sure these images are great for my, for my clients. And doing that, yeah. you know, with 2,000 to 3,000 images times 30 or 40 weddings, it was just a, like a mind-numbing proposition. That's not freedom of time. No. <laughs> with your family. Yeah. No, exactly that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but fast forward again, and, and mm -hmm. I realize the significance even more so now, not just the idea of delegation, but then surrounding ourselves with a really great team that can enable, again, a kind of a refocusing, right? Okay, now that I have that right. time back, I can give that to any number of things, personally or professionally. Mm -hmm. And it enables me to do even more, or in some cases, if I want to, to do even less. I less. have that flexibility yeah. as well. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay. So I, I again, I appreciate the very kind shout out for, for PE, but I, I want to get back to kind of principles too, because principles are ultimately what enable us to make the change. It may look different for different people within their business models or within their lives. So I, you mentioned to me before we get started, there are kind of three big principles or ideas that drive this idea of minimizing overwhelm for you and your business. And of course that translates to your workflow as well. And I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share those with our listeners. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I heard this really great bit of advice somewhere recently and I can't remember where, but I adopted it as one of my own business practices and maybe it will resonate with you if you're listening. And it's, it's sort of a mantra, if you will, but it's this, and it's that, I don't do overwhelm and that's what it is. It's honestly my, my just go-to line whenever I'm feeling even the least bit of that sort of frazzled energy and uh, you know, that feeling of like, Oh, this is a lot. Like I stop and I say it, I don't do overwhelm. I do not do overwhelm and it works and it really centers and grounds me. And it's something I've really implemented into my business and so let's see, or two, um, I'm really mindful of who I spend my time with and what information I'm consuming. So whether it's books or podcasts, you know, there's the saying goes that you're the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with, uh, your most of your time with. And so I'm really careful about where I'm placing my energy now. And I ask myself, you know, like, who, who do I want to be? And like, what do I want this business to be? And I've realized that every decision, like every single thing that I listen to, you know, if you're tuned into a podcast, just all these things, all these little things that you're listening to and the things that I do and the people that I spend my time with, it's all a vote. You know, it's a vote for who I want to be and it's a vote for who you want to be. And so, Agreed. yeah. And, and three, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is a principle and this might even be a little like hippy dippy so bear with me but minimizing overwhelm I, I really realize is you know sh definitely shifting my focus a bit and implementing a sort of business principle of we're here to have fun and I don't know how to say it really like you know just stop taking yourself and everything so seriously your work and your to-do list and all the things you feel like you need to get done and yeah. Just relax. I mean, really, we're here to enjoy life and celebrate one another and, you know, to receive help, like receive help from one another and grow together and have a lot of fun and just be here like right now in the moment. So I don't know, just adopting that, like just have some more fun, like have more fun as a business principle, because we just need to be having some more fun. 
<laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's why we kind of got into business in the first place, right? Absolutely. A, yeah. So much of that is driving or should be driving the way that we set our business up. But I, I think what ends up happening, and I can speak from personal experience, is, is we're like, okay, I'm going to start a photography business. And so we just kind of jump in the deep end and then we're just kind of in it. And we're, we're, again, very passive and reacting to whatever's coming our direction and just trying to make ends meet and take the shoot that we can and do this thing and respond to that email. And, and it just Absolutely. turns into this kind of chaos and that snowballs and it gets even worse. And then we just end up overwhelmed. And mm -hmm. I, I could certainly take to heart the, the recommendation to have fun. We'll come back to that because I want to kind of touch on each of these three points you mentioned. I'm taking notes kind of old school style here. So I want to go back to the first point that you mentioned about I don't do overwhelm. And in, in my mind, I, again, I'm, of course, projecting here, but I very much relate a statement like that, a mantra of sorts to what I do with my value set. There are 12 values that I regularly review intentionally because I want to keep in front of mind and it's ultimately how I want to live my life and I want it to be reflected in my life, the way that I interact with others. I want them to see that in me. And so for me, having that front and center helps me keep focus in that regard. And ultimately that will affect my behavior as well. Is that kind of the intention for you? Is, is saying that a, a matter of reminding yourself, I'm not going to live this way or is saying that a, almost like a psychological shift in the moment, or is it a combination of the above? Yeah. You know, I, I want to, I wasn't going to share this, but I'm just want to, I want to just, I feel like it's a good time. So I really want to do it quickly because yeah, I know yeah. that we're probably going on time, but you're good. I just want to say that real quick. Um, you know, when I got my third gallery back from Photographer's Edit and I saw how good it was yet again, I felt this just huge release, like just a big, big, big weight off of me. I just had been carrying so, so much. And so I, I actually went to bed that night and I woke up in the middle of the night with a panic attack and I woke up my partner and we stayed up for, you know, several hours that night. And I, uh, you know, he worked me through like square breathing and all these things to kind of calm me down. And the next day I realized what had happened. And I, it was, it was because I, I it was because I hadn't really given myself any space in so long. Mm -hmm. I was just mm -hmm. carrying all this weight all the time. Yep. I was providing for my family and I wasn't checking in with myself. I mean, I just, I stopped, I stopped checking in with myself. And so I think, you know, I, it freed up this space. And I think that this, panic attack, this incredibly disorienting anxiety, which I haven't experienced before since, was this physical release of the pressure I was putting myself. So now my work, like my, you know, where I'm at right now, I, I got, I realized, I got, I got to a more centered, grounded place after that release where I realized that I wasn't breathing. I mean, I really couldn't even take these deep, wonderful breaths. I couldn't get centered. I had racing thoughts that were always going back to work all the time. Couldn't shift focus, couldn't shift focus back to my, my kids. I would sit in the car, you know, trying to check an email while they're talking to me. Everything was out of whack. There was, there just wasn't yeah. any harmony anymore. So yep. now if I feel even a little bit of that frazzled energy, now I know, Hey, I have got to check in. And I just say, I do not do overwhelm. I'm not letting that disorienting anxiety creep in and disrupt yeah. me because I know it's not sustainable. That yeah. is not the avenue. The fork in the road came. And when I got help, I realized I can't go down that way. So that's it. I mean, yeah, I just, that's at the heart of it. I'm literally getting goosebumps as you're talking because I, I can just so strongly relate to it. Even actually in the last week, week and a half, we've had a lot on our plates leading up to a, a new company launch. And I had that, those similar feelings that you're talking about. And mm. 
that's the last thing that I want for myself or any one of my team. Mm -mm. And, and it's certainly not the thing that I wanted getting into business for myself. So I love that notion of saying, this is not how I'm going to function. No. And okay, time to take a step back and, and figure out like where the, what hole needs to be plugged or what mm -hmm. workflow thing needs to be changed or even my mindset and how I'm approaching business. The fact that I allowed it to get to this place, something's not right. I need to check mm -hmm. in and I need to make some change. I love that. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Great. I'm so glad. <laughs> and, and then going to the second point, Mm -hmm. Filtering what we give our atten attention to is, is the way that I wrote that down. What, what, do you think that sums it up pretty well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that, a, is that a matter of, I know it's been easy, very easy for me to um, just kind of consume content endlessly, whether it's for mm -hmm. pleasure or for business. And at the end of the day, taking on too much, like our brain realistically can only handle so much. And, and well, I say handle more specifically can only do so much with the insane amounts of information that we take in on a regular basis from all these different channels. And so I know that taking in the mass of, of information isn't helpful to me. So now I need to focus my attention to what's actually beneficial to that bigger picture perspective that we were talking about earlier. Is that right. kind of what you're talking about? Like you could only give so much attention to these things. So you had to narrow it down. Yeah. I mean, so this, this just goes way beyond your business and it goes, it goes back to the why that, I don't know if you have heard that before that you are, um, you know, you're, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is just being really mindful of the people that, you know, are the, are the people, you know, are the people that you're surrounding yourself with, are they people that you share the same values with? that have, you know, maybe mm. similar whys? Mm. Are they people who are dreaming big? Are they people who are are willing to just stop and be like, you know, like, you know, willing to come back and, and be centered, which is what I need right now. I, I need, I need, I, I know I need, um, that's what I, you know, that's what I need right now. I need people who uh, just are, are big picture thinkers, mm -hmm. you know, you don't realize how, how impactful it is when you go and you, you call your mom and you tell her, Oh, I, I charge this much for a photo shoot. And she's like, what? Like that is way too much. You know, all of those things, you just need to be really, really careful because it's information that you, you take in and just subconsciously store. It's like, it's like a commercial. So just being mindful that these podcasts that you pick up, and I do think there's a fine line because when you just are constantly absorbing all the information, it's like, it's, it's almost counterproductive. You, you, you have Agreed. trouble even doing, Agreed. you know, you're kind of like frozen, but um, yeah, just being, just being mindful, you know, the people that you're around, they have huge impacts on, on what you, you know, what you attract into the world you get more of. Well, but again, this, what enables this approach to life and to business is what you're talking about, which is you're clear first, what's most important to you. So you can right. run everything through that filter. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage everybody listening in to, to consider that. Do you have that set of values that you can run everything that you do, not just your personal life, mm -hmm. but your business through to make sure that it is, um, and, and alignment is, is a popular word in the last few years, but it, it's, it's accurate. Certainly in this case, is it in alignment with those values that you've Decide ahead of time, not in the moment where you're like, I don't know what to do. And you're, totally. you're frazzled. I'm, I'm a super emotional guy. So I'm, I'm speaking for myself here, but I know it's very easy for me in the moment being pissed off or emotional in any way to respond to something, to react to something. 
and it not be accurately reflecting the value set that I intend to live on a bigger picture level. So if mm-hmm. we start with that, we're able to filter our behavior and all of our choices through that set of values and our overarching set of goals as well. And that yeah. will help determine. And then it comes closer to you. It yeah, gets closer absolutely. and easier. You know, it, it's, it's, it becomes easier. It's an mm-hmm. easier practice as you go on. Hmm. I love sure. that. I love that. Okay. So then jumping to the third point that you made, um, and I don't even know where to go with this probably because I can't really relate to it. I'm so bad at this, <laughs> yeah. but re- relaxing and having fun. Like I, there's, there's an interesting, like, I know it could be very easy to go to extremes with this too. Like if we, mm-hmm. if we have a business, we got to get some work done. Right. And it's not yeah, necessarily right. always the easiest path that, that generates the biggest results. Yeah. Where is, where is that balance? What does that actually look like tangibly, practically, especially for somebody like myself? That's like, right. what does that mean? Yeah. 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 I think, I think that no matter what, what, what sort of stage you're at, whether you're, you know, big, big time running a, running like a 10 figure comp, whatever, like whatever stage you're at, I think even when you're starting off, things feel like life or death. They really can. You feel, you know, you, you mess up, you know, as a photographer, when I first started, I, you know, I had hiccups, I made mistakes and I would just, you, you beat, you beat yourself up, you know, you, you want to wear all those hats and you want to wear them all so well. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you just, it's about, it's about enjoying the, the journey and it's about, it's about having fun and, and receiving and sharing help and moving along, you know, to, with, you know, with other people on this, this path. And, I just think that we we definitely just take ourselves way too seriously. I know I do when I'm starting to feel that kind of crazy kind of anxiousness um, settle in. It's just because I'm I need to you know I need to lighten up. You know we all yeah. need to lighten up. I think we can learn a lot from that. Oh, I certainly can. <laughs> now, yeah. I, but I have to play devil's advocate at least on one level, mm-hmm. which is for. Oh the, no! Well, I'm the, emotional too, so don't don't play devil's advocate <laughs> too too much. Well, just for the sake of practicality in the conversation too, for our listeners, some photographers might be like, but I, I mean, I get the idea of having fun. I want to have fun too, but I'm trying to pay my bills at the end of this month and I need to be able to generate enough business so I can do that. Like there's there's mm-hmm. that side of it too. And I, I remember being on that side of it. When we create unnecessary problems, that's one thing, but when there's reality facing us and we do have some challenges in front of us, yeah. it's hard to be like, oh, I'm just going to have fun in the meantime. So how, how do you yeah. handle it in those Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it. So as I kind of started off at the beginning of this, you know, I'm, I'm the main financial provider for my family. I have, you know, I have a fa- you know, I have a family to support and I completely understand. And so, you know, this is definitely easier said than done. But at the end of the day, you know, you attract more of what it is that you um, that you are not necessarily what you want, but, you know, what you are. What I want is ease. I don't I don't do overwhelm. I, I want ease. I want to attract um, more people who who live with that ease and that enthusiasm and um, just that sort of relaxed approach to life. That's what, you know, that's what I want and that's what I want to attract. So it's easier said than done, but I think that it's, it's more just accepting what is and mm. accepting, you know, whatever it is that you have going on right now that though it feels like life or death, it's, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not life or right. death. You're doing right. great. You're on this journey. You've been, you've been doing it. You're doing the thing I've been, you know, I've been doing it. 
it doesn't help to it doesn't help to let the the anxiety and overwhelm creep in. You don't you don't get any further. That's, That's not you're not getting pushed further down the path. It's it's just more painful. So I would just say lighten up, have fun, accept accept what you're where you're at, and just attract more of that good good ease <laughs> that the, when you say the universe ease, wants to offer you. Yeah, when you say ease, you're not talking about not putting the work in. You're talking about a, a mentality, like, an, like banging mm, your head yeah. against the wall over oh, and over yeah. again. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like just working from a place of um, excitement and working working not from a place of like freak out, like where you're like, oh, I have to get this stuff done, but yeah. you know, getting things done from a place of that is very connected with your why. Mm. And that place is a place of ease. You know, when you're sense. making decisions from that place, mm -hmm. there's there's so much ease that comes in to your Agreed. to your life. Agreed. So, yeah, that's what uh, I'm actively working on all the time. You know, but I do I do think it helps. You know, I don't do overwhelm. I don't do it. It's just not it's not who I am. I don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> I, honestly, I, lo I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna begin implementing some of that in my do life it. today because I, I I like the I like the mindset and I like the balance too. Just to be clear, because it'd be very easy for us to come in and say, "Don't be overwhelmed. Live easy." Mm -mm. And you know, we yeah. have reality facing us, which are challenges and real work and so forth. But that what you're talking about is a healthy approach, which is be super clear about the value set and let oh, that yeah. drive. let it guide you. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Okay. I want to, for anybody, and we've got a couple of comments on, on, uh, coming in from the live stream. Sue actually says, this is great info applicable to many areas of our lives too. I've been on high end real estate for years. What I've found is that by trying to be on all the time, I end up operating at about 70%. I, I love, yeah, totally. I feel that. Yeah. It's it, where we're trying to be, you know, I, I've told this story in the podcast before, um, but Sarah, just to, to kind of get your take on this. A lot of photographers talk about introversion and one of the, at the, for me anyway, there was a point in my life probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more than that, where I realized that it wasn't so much introversion that I was, you know, getting exhausted being around crowds of people. It was that in that moment to, to play to what Sue was talking about. And when I was going to these crowds, I was trying to be somebody like I was trying to put on a show and that's actually what was exhausting. I was trying to be, be this thing for the sake of making people laugh or thinking that I was cool or, you know, whatever, whatever the intention, but I was just trying most to of us are, well, it's true, but I, but that was what was actually exhausting. Not just the simple, mm -hmm. simplistic notion that I was an introvert. And when I realized that I was able to change my behavior, um, and, and get back to actually what we're talking about today, which is more in alignment with my value set, which is kind of the individual deep seated connection. So I, when I go to these, these groups of, um, over the photography get togethers, conferences, workshops, and that kind yeah. of thing, I got to focus more intentionally on individual conversations and go deep with those. And no longer did I feel exhausted. I felt super comfortable, but it was a more reflection. A hundred percent, but it, I think it's more a great yeah, example of what you're talking about. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for giving an example for that. Cause that is exactly what I'm talking about hmm. when we can show up and we're building from a place that is connected with our actual values and our why and mm -hmm. who we are, we experience that ease. We, our cup isn't our cup. We're not showing up with an empty cup. We're not yeah. showing up 80%. We're, you know, we're just showing up as us, like as ourselves. That's cool. That's really cool. All right. Well, I, this has been a fun conversation and I think it begs at least one or two more episodes at some point if you're game. So we'll, Yay, we'll talk about that. I would that. love that. I'm a huge <laughs> fan, so I would love that. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you making time to do this today. Would you remind our listeners too where they can find and follow you online? 
Yeah, so great. You know, I would really, really love to connect with all of you. So um, as far as social media, you can find me on Instagram, sarahlprice.com, no H. And then also due to my outsourcing with Photographer's Edit, I finally had time to launch the company I've been, that's been on my heart for like the last several years. So that is called Upwell and you can find me on, you know, Instagram and all that good stuff as well. Cool. And then I've got this up on screen as well here, sarahlprice.com. And then you said Upwell. What's the, uh, yep. is, is it just upwell.com or what's the, the URL? Yeah, yeah, it's upwellphotography.com. It's a school photography company. And awesome. um, we have a lot of really awesome other things uh, uh, to kind of be on the lookout for too, so. Okay, well, we'll link to that in the show notes then uh, at bocapodcast.com for anybody listening in. You can check that out. Make sure you follow Sarah, reach out to her. Thank her for her time today. I really appreciate the conversation, Sarah. Uh, everybody, make sure that you're following Boca Podcast. Keep up to date with the upcoming live stream schedule. And uh, we'll see everybody very soon.